So this piece was actually caught mid-thought um, from the last pieces, covering a lot of um, what the general thoughts, or at least what I believe the general thoughts are on trying to come up with um, a frame of mind that that doesn't allow you to accept information. The argument or the thought was... At what point is censorship a necessity? At what point do people need to be brought down a notch in order to continue with the overall productivity of society and culture? I mean, obviously, if if dissent is allowed to be sowed and no information is allowed to be received, no discussion is being made, then dissent is the only recourse. So if... And I always used to talk about this with a friend of mine is, is the entropy of, of society. It's an, the inevitable breakdown and uh, ending of, of anything is the entropy. And the entropic nature of, of human societies is, I mean, pretty indicative throughout history. You look at the Romans, you look at the Mongols, you look, there's, there's always a history repeating itself drives me nuts listening or seeing people post stuff about history on social media when they actually don't know very little about history on anything it's absolutely driving me bonkers but the i think if if people actually went out and actually looked at how this stuff how people react how people act we're not that different there were um, a lot of during the the, the 1918 uh, flu, they had a lot of the similar discussions that we have about vaccinations and about um, warfare, or if it was just being designed, if it was fake, you know, stuff like that. Like it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic that we manage to recreate the same thought processes that exist. So right now, the reason I started the 5G episode is just because it ties COVID so deeply and you can, or well, so deeply depending on the person, but you can, you can see like I had a dude tell me that I was a, I reminded him of a, of a government informant. (laughs) So I was like, that's kind of, I don't know what I think about that. But I mean, that's, that's how isolated he was about his viewpoint. Like there was nothing that I could tell him because obviously my information comes from quote unquote Google university. So I spend a lot of time trying to look stuff up from all the angles, hours of listening to podcasts, hours of reading articles i think the only downtime i have is when i play video games but i mean when i'm i'm driving for work i'm just constantly listening to stuff unless i have a conversation with people and when i have a conversation with people a lot of the topics that i've researched come up and i try to more or less share information they probably think i'm a pompous ass but it's kind of a (laughs) to me it's it's I don't know. It feels like an obligation. Like it's to, I don't understand. Like truck drivers should be the most 
enlightened, educated people in the world. I don't know how you can sit behind a wheel and not be able to, well, in today's, in today's, uh, atmosphere anyway learn something like i just i mean i know it's hard because you got to stay awake and I, there's certain things that they're really difficult to listen to and, and so on and so forth but anyway back to this the censorship thought was <clears throat> the train of thought and and what people might have to be thinking or doing or how how the conversation should go if you're not willing to have the conversation So, here we go. That's where I think a lot of the concern is for... I understand why people fear the unknown. I get it. And this goes for both sides. If you're a conspiracy nut... And everything is some grand old conglomeration of an evil cabal that's, you know, basically the the government and the Illuminati. And you think that they're controlling everything and all times. And you're just as bad as the people that, that, that are not willing to even challenge the science. Because you're you're getting rid of the discussion. If you seek to end the discussion without trying to dig into it or shoot, get involved in the science itself. Go out there, get involved in it. I mean, if it's really that big of a concern to you, I don't understand why you can't just go do it. I mean, yeah, we all got jobs and all that, but it's, it's not that complicated. The internet's out there. Just go do it. Go, go get involved in the experiments. Find people that are doing it. See what you got to do to get connected you know, to, to, to more information. I don't think, you know, you got to actually have the wisdom to be able to show discernment in the information that you receive, but you can't end the discussion because you don't believe, you know, it's kind of like, I guess the, the weirdest analogy I can think of is, is if you're trying to tell someone that, you know, that, they believe that if they touch the fire, they can see God. But you tell them, if you touch the fire, you're going to get burned. And they say, no, I'm going to touch the fire and I'm going to see God. If they believe that if they touch that fire, they're going to see God, they're going to touch that fire. And then when they don't see God, or maybe they will, you know, shoot, pain does weird things to people. So, but I mean, you know, if, if, if you can't have the discussion, you can't have the debate. It's like you've got to be able to to prove. How's that quote go? Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So prove it. You prove it. If you don't believe what scientists and doctors and all these other people are telling you, you prove it. You know, you can lean on your side of the opposition, but the majority of the scientific method has proven a, a, a fact. So now you want to disprove that, that fact. 
you can lean on, shoot, get in touch with those people that you agree with. Hey, can I work with you? I want to replicate this study so that I can find this finding. You know, tell those guys that. Shoot, maybe you can start the conversation on on uh, being able to find some symbiosis in this relationship before the powers that be think that uh, it's not necessary. Because this censorship shit is just ridiculous. I don't, I don't know how people are comfortable with it. I mean, it's one way or the other with these these social media companies. They're either uh, saying that they 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 can't control their platforms and they can't control what people are saying, and then on the other side, they're talking about they're gonna demonetize and and censor and pull down videos and block them from search engines. It's like, you know, pick a freaking side. Like you can't, you can't sit there and then actually, I think that's what the issue is, is they, they have picked a side. <laughs> they're not, they're not being the centered, uh, middleman as, as it were, you know, they, they should be a moderator. They shouldn't be somebody that's controlling the flow of information. That's not right. I don't think it's right. Uh, I heard I have that discussion with people. They're like, well, Facebook is a privately owned company. YouTube is a privately owned company. Fair enough. You're right. You know, and they should be allowed to do what they want. I don't think they should be regulated in any particular way, shape or form. But if you take away the ability for people to communicate on one side, then they're just going to move to another side, right? And the other side might be way worse because now you've you've isolated them. You've isolated this particular group of people having a con- con- discussion, hopefully a something worth growing discussion. And now they're going to leave. It's kind of like I read this uh, article about how churches can breed racism. And basically the, the thought was, you get people that have are, are conducive to the community. So they all believe in the same thing. They go to the same churches. They start to develop the same prejudices. And if people agree or don't agree, they'll either leave the church or they'll stay there. So s- slowly this church, along with their um, religious beliefs, also start to have cultural beliefs. You know, like, you know, I know a few, I guess, liberal Christians, but most of the Christians I know are fairly conservative on the conservative side, and they believe exactly the way their church believes. And I saw somebody post something on Facebook. I can't go to this church anymore because they just don't hold the same values that I do. That's, that's, that's kind of the, uh, it's, it's weird. (laughs) I mean, to me, it's a little weird. Uh, I like having discussions about religion just because it it uh, kind of breeds a little background into how a person thinks. But the the whole idea of of separating a group and isolating them and not letting them talk to anyone else but people they they agree with is gonna breed this ground of of ignorance and and hate and fear. Because they're just feeding off each other. And you see this in, in algorithms on social media. You'll see it. 
and you know facebook and then twitter and all that they'll, they'll try to skew the algorithms a little bit to kind of gear it towards a different direction like the whole nonsense with uh recently with nancy pelosi you know calling trump morbidly obese which that to me is not a big deal but then you know it caught fire on on twitter and and people were calling him plump trump which sorry it's a little funny but it's you know the the fact that twitter twitter has this thing about you know body shaving and all this nonsense and then they're gonna let her say that and then just let her get away with it on that note though trump has consistently broken twitter's guidelines for other users and and they let him get away with it so it kind of reminds me of back in the 90s certain rappers would have a beef and they would let them just battle it out you know like let them talk crap to each other because it boosted record sales you know like you know get them as much media together get get everybody hyped up just to boost record sales so on and so forth but yeah i i just the 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 scary part of of any type of censorship is that you're allowing the ability of someone else other than yourself to dictate what can and cannot be said and words are powerful words have meaning they have a value behind them so I get why people think that they need to kind of control that power. It's the whole, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Words are power. Thoughts are power. Ideas are power. They require responsibility. If people cannot be responsible, then the governing hand of society feels that they must weigh in and make us responsible. And I don't like that. I'm not, not a fan, not a, uh, tend to go against being told, uh, run off the adage of, you know, beg for forgiveness rather than ask for, for, for permission. But it's, it's just a, it's, it's a weird balancing act that we're on right now with the way the internet and social media works and how information is cast upon the individuals and the communities and the groups. How do they see it? What do they see? I see people, you, and it's, it's almost like there was a dude that I was talking to online and uh, I work with him and he's, he, he's very uh, conservative ideologies. And I, I commented on one of his posts. And if you know how Facebook works, if you comment on one post, you'll start to see every post. And this guy doesn't have a lot of comments on his posts. And, and you know, I just throw a thought out there. And I comment on it. And then, you know, we have a little discussion. And then later on, another post pops up and I ignore it. And then another post pops up and I ignore it. And then another post pops up and I comment on it. And he goes, I knew you were going to comment. <laughs> and I, I told him, you know, the, uh, it's, it sucks because I go, algorithms are a motherfucker because algorithms are, I talked to him. So now it's going to show me his posts and I don't want to talk. I don't want, I don't, 
I, I know how he's going to respond. And I wish that you could just tell the algorithm that I don't want to see this person's post anymore. And I don't, I don't want to have this discussion or I don't want to, whatever, you know, but I, you, you get to the point where it's like, I wish I could focus more on people that I want to see rather than people I don't want to see. But the algorithm knows, it knows you, it knows what you're going to respond to, what you're going to share, who you're going to argue with for, you know, 10 or 12 posts, (laughs) you know, it knows. And it's irritating to me because that is feeding into dissent. And if you don't understand what dissent is and how these troll farms have have sprung up in America, or at least for America, just to create dissent, just to make people upset and and off kilter any type of semblance that we might have, a symbiosis we might have between the left and the right. It's it's crazy to me. And so and then headway into censorship. So at what point does censorship make sense? You got you got people tearing each other's heads off. If you know history, you know you know how bad this can get. Check out the Roman Empire. Um, but you know this this political nonsense. It's almost like in order to stifle the escalating aggression, you need to remove the conversation so you when when kids used to get in fights at school you know they take the two kids and they just separate them they put one somewhere else put one the other way you know and uh that's crazy because i would like to think we're not children but i uh just some of the conversations i have on social media and i know social media isn't reality for a lot, it's people's reality right now. I think this lockdown has really fired off a misconception of reality because people are, that's where they're getting their social interaction from. And like my buddy was saying, it's, you know, it's part of our, our tendencies. We are social creatures. So it makes sense to actually you know, have these conversations. Like I get it. Like it makes sense to do this. So is there a a line that you can draw that says this needs to be silenced? In my head, pragmatically speaking, there might have to be a point. I mean, it's kind of like that I consider myself a pacifist and I I champion of hope and I champion love and I do my best to to show empathy and patience and kindness uh, when I can. But if there's a person that's only purpose is to watch the world burn and they go on a rampage or they go on some type of violent territorial whatever do i believe i would step up i i do i tell people often i'm a practicing pacifist it means that i am not an innately passive person (laughs) i have violent tendencies and i work hard to keep those violent tendencies as part of my personal being 
one of my favorite quotes that uh, I heard was a Zen student and a Zen master in a garden. And uh, the Zen master always carries his sword on him and he practices regularly. And the Zen student asked him, if you believe in peace, why do you practice for war? And he said to his student, I would rather be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in a war. And uh, that's a good, that's a good quote. I think it's a really good quote. It has to do with uh, the weird duality of man. Can we be better? Should we be better? I'd like to think yes, but I definitely think that there are evil people in this world. And I think that understanding that there are evil people means that you must do things to more or less offset the opposition. And then there's your line for censorship, right? So it's, it's weird because I'd like to think that we can have a discussion without government entities or regulators telling us what we can and cannot say. I feel that podcasts like Joe Rogan, uh, Eric Weinstein, um, just to name a few, I can't think of a, a lot. Oh, Sam Harris is another good one. I like even Ben Shapiro. He's got some good good stuff, even though he's kind of pompous a little bit, but he's got good, he tries to bring, when he does have guests on, there's a conversation, and they might have differing points of view, and, and, but they can have a conversation, and I believe that if people can come together and have a conversation, they can actually have a common ground, and I think if we can find the common ground, we can build off of that, but if we can't have the discussion, how will we ever find the common ground? And then the other side of that coin is, are people even willing to have the discussion? Are they interested in the discussion? Because some people aren't. They, you know, I've never had so many people friend me on, 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 a, on a social media platform. And I tell people all the time, I don't necessarily like to friend people because I, I'm an opinionated person. I like to talk about stuff. And... <laughs> And, and and not to knock anybody in particular, but it's it was a lot of conservative people. And they, every single one of them is like, well, why do you keep commenting on my posts? Why do you, why, why do you, because they got the emoticon uh, response to, to uh, Facebook posts and stuff. And I, I, if something's funny, I laugh at it. And I had a guy ask me, how come I ha ha his, <laughs> how come you ha ha my posts so much? And I go, because they're funny. I go, I go, but you said you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't talk about it. <laughs> but it's it's just so weird. I've never had so many people. And again, this is the conservative people. I I, I the supposed anti-snowflakes, you know, you know, the the non I can't don't get offended people don't want to have a discussion on their viewpoint. But yet they'll post it on a public forum. And Facebook is a public forum. If you open up your posts to 
to the public. Most of mine are, minus the ones about my family. Um, if you open up your post to the public, it's a public forum. If you open up a post to just your friends, if you got friends in there that have differing points of view, to me, that is an open conversation for discussion. Now, if you don't want to have a discussion, then why did you friend me? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I'm confused. But it's it's weird. Cause it, and one of the other things that I think is, is odd is people don't walk around wearing T-shirts. Like if, if you had to wear a T-shirt of the stuff you post on social media, I mean, would you be, feel comfortable? Like just to walk around and, and, and wear that flag of whateverness that you, you do. I don't, um, I think most of the stuff that I post, I would be cool to have like a t-shirt. I would be all right with that. Uh, I don't openly talk about a lot of things and a lot of things that I don't openly talk about. I don't usually share on social media either because it's, I know they're controversial and I know there's differing uh, sets of, of nuances, a lot of nuance involved in, in those type of discussions. But I'd hate for somebody to tell me that I can't talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I worked at the cable company, they used to tell us that when you went to a customer's house, uh, I was an installer, they said, don't talk about sports, politics, or religion ever at a customer's house. And, and I, I never really, I wasn't huge in, I very anti-religion at that time. And uh, so, I, but I mean, I never really knew too much about politics and I had people try to bring it up with me, you know, people getting lonely and so on and so forth. And this was before social media. I think right before MySpace came out, I think, or maybe it was in the development of coming out, but you know, they told us specifically, and I always thought that was weird that somebody had to tell you not to have a conversation about something. And then on top of that, obviously it came from an interaction at some point in a different different uh, environment or a different time that, 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 that came around because something had happened. And it's so weird to me that people can become so emotionally reactive to something that they have zero control over but are not willing to actually talk about it or even understand differing points of view. And this is where I think if, if censorship becomes the practice to silence, you know, what people perceive as evil, whether it's evil or not, just to avoid dissent because people can't get along, you know, I think, uh, we're going to see a very stagnant society. And uh, I think, and it might get a little more peaceful. I think people will start to kind of mellow out a little bit. But now you're going to have all these cells of secret groups and secret societies. As George Carlin says, they start wearing armbands and they start making lists. That That to me is way more dangerous than than having a discussion on social media. It's hard to say because uh, all this stuff is what we may be, right? What, what may happen. But it's worth, uh, it's worth considering and not allowing uh, our biases to affect our, our growth. 
is, uh, there's a commencement speech by uh, Tim Minchin. I want to say it's eight rules. It might be 10 rules, but it's like, I think it's eight rules for life. Or maybe it was number eight that I enjoyed so much, but it talked about opinions. And there's an adage. Everybody knows the adage. Opinions. He goes, assholes are like opinions. Everybody has one. And uh, he says, he goes on to say, and like assholes, you should have yours checked regularly. <laughs> I really like that. Just because it's true. Like, it, it really is true. You, you know, despite your asshole, but if we go in for, for physical checks, you know, for whatever, even if, if it's something serious or minor or, or just a regular checkup, but we go in for those things. How often do you check your mental status? How, how often do you check your mental comfort, your Zen, your level of, of Zen, your centeredness, your, your, like, how often do you find your peace? It's just as important as your physical is your mental. So I think it's all upon the individual. Again, it's just, you know, you got to be able to make that journey, make that focus. If you can't do that, you can't control that power. I think somebody's going to try to control it for you. And that just seems like a shitty way to be. Just my thoughts on it. Well, it's about that time again, my fellow humans, my human fellows. I appreciate your time, your patience, and your consideration for listening to this. I hope uh, kind of went on a little bit of a, a mindful rant there at the end. I really do believe that if we can, I don't know, if it's empathy or mindfulness or don't know don't really know how to place that my little brother he he found peace in religion uh with uh christianity and i like i've said i you know there's there is a divisive there can be divisive resources found in religion but there is also unifying resources in religion and i think if it helps you find peace and understanding and compassion I don't see a negative in there, but the uh, overall idea is 100% opinion, by the way. <laughs> like I said, my, my expertise entirely comes from uh, hashtag, uh, quote unquote Google University. So there is no, no, uh, I am a truck driver by trade and, uh, I just am very open to information. Uh, I love to receive all the energy I can from across the universe. And I will try to do my best to vocalize that into some sort of art form. But uh, check us out on our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, our uh, 
main website page is anchor.fm slash tbd-podcast. You can find us on TBD It's Podcast thing. Again, my name is Eddie. If you don't know, now you know. But uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate your effort. And if you're listening to this, appreciate you trying to expand your mind. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, anybody that's willing to have a conversation about this kind of stuff and not get emotionally wrapped in it, you are, uh, you very well might be the future to expanding the human race. Just a thought. Just a thought. One love. Take care. Bye.